Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 231 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show has been a web developer, a software engineer, and a system architect over the past 15 years. He is passionate about all things Go, Kubernetes, containers, distributed systems, and information security. And he is currently a principal cloud developer advocate for Microsoft Azure, actively involved in the OSS community. So welcome to the podcast. Eric St. Martin. Thanks for having me. So, Eric, that was quite a brief intro. Um, could you perhaps give us a little bit more of a flavor of your background and how you got into IT? It's kind of a, a long journey and a, a fun one. But um, as a teenager, this was right around the time the internet was getting popular. So I, of course, was excited about computers and, and learning you know, about the internet and how it works and things like that. And I got more and more into programming. I went from the front end side to the back end side. I eventually ended up starting working as a um, web developer for Disney and worked my way through the ranks there and uh, left their leading teams and things like that for the e-commerce platforms for Disney. Then I got into systems programming, which was really exciting. And then um, I sort of started discovering distributed systems, which became extremely fascinating. And that's sort of where I've been from this point forward. And um, obviously things like containers and Docker and Kubernetes and stuff started getting popular, which really fell in line with a lot of the stuff that I had been building from scratch leading up to that. So it really hit home for me when those things were released. And um, anybody kind of really, really active in in the uh, kind of web world and cloud world is really, really familiar with how popular Kubernetes has become. Yes. So it's been a place for me to disappear into for the last <laughs> five years. And, you know, it's interesting. Some of the open source stuff that I created early on now gets used inside of Kubernetes. And Oh, right. Okay. That's great in terms of the fact that you're able to contribute to it as much as you are. I love hard and challenging problems. So, right. Okay. Um, we're going to come back, obviously, to that later in the interview, but um, maybe we can start with, um, Eric, can you perhaps um, provide us with a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? So here's something I'll tell you from just my own relationship with friends and family who have obviously seen my success and, and have wanted to get more into tech, is I don't think that people focus on kind of perseverance enough I think it's easy for people to get down on themselves and think that maybe they're not cut out for it because it doesn't come easily or quickly. And I think that, you know, like a lot of major skills, sometimes there's this huge climb at the beginning where you see very little to no payoff for it. And eventually you kind of break through the ceiling of it and you just take off, right? And even if we talk from like financial perspectives, right? I had probably been programming for close to 10 years before I broke $10 an hour. And then 
it was like after that, every couple of years, I would double my salary. So there's sort of like this exponential payoff from the work that you put in at the beginning. And you got to kind of push through that sort of feeling of maybe I'm not good enough. That's why, you know, I'm not cut out for that. That's why I'm not good yet. So persistence for you um, over time obviously made a big, big difference to your career. So how, how did you maintain that sort of enthusiasm to keep going? I mostly focused on things that I was excited about. Um, it was easy to not get caught up on not advancing in my career, um, whether that be through ranks or financially or both, mainly because I enjoyed what I did. I enjoyed learning from the other people that I worked with. I sort of really, really felt passionate about the things that I was doing for people, like the end user, the things that I was, I was doing for the world, knowing that I, I touched so many people, so to speak. Right. Okay. So Eric, can you perhaps share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? So the worst IT career moment was probably, this would have been 2015, I think. I actually left tech. I was burnout. I worked for a startup that was working everybody 16 plus hours a day for seven days a week. This happened for about four or five months. I was leading a team there. I emailed the CEO and said, you know, I realize this is a startup and, you know, sometimes we have to push and everything, but this isn't sustainable. And he replied to me, I'm often going to require hard work. So I accept your resignation. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And at that point I had, I had been burned by a couple of startups and I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm done. This is just craziness. And I, fortunately, I had done well in my career where I could sit back. And this is uh, November. And I figured, you know, after the new year, I'm going to figure out what's next. But this isn't it. And um, interestingly, the manager who I ultimately work for at Comcast reached out to me. They were trying to do this really complex distributed system stuff with um, multiplexing and streaming cable video around the country. And I kind of checked all the boxes for Go and Kubernetes and distributed systems knowledge. And he had reached out and I was like, ah, you know, this just isn't for me. And he kept reaching out every few weeks. How you, how you doing? All of this stuff. And finally, I was like, ah, you know, this guy's so nice. Like, I should help him out. Like, I want to understand the problem a little better. Maybe I know somebody. And then I was nerd sniped. <laughs> right. I was just too cool of a problem. I'm like, how, how would I do that? Yep. So. And I'm, I'm really, really glad that happened because I, I don't know that I would have still been in tech after that. Burnout is really, really hard. So going back to the, obviously the, the point where you were working sort of 16 hours a day, what did you learn from that? Was there anything you took away that, that perhaps you've used to your advantage subsequently? Um, I think we have to understand where our lines are. And that, that's important that we're creating this culture if we don't stand up for ourselves earlier. You know, there's a little bit of working hard, but I think that we need to be realistic about some of those things. And, you know, this may not may not have changed my career, so to speak, as it has personally. I have much more well-defined lines about the amount of time I will work, how late I will work, whether I will answer the phone at 8 p.m. on my kid's birthday, right? Like, and I think that's important. And and the interesting thing of it is, is I think it makes you more of a professional. And I don't think that people fault you for it. I think people respect you for it. Yep, that's probably true. Yes. And moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps share with us 
your career highlights so far? I've had a few of them. And this is, uh, we talked a little bit about this before the call, but it, it depends on the way you look at it. Um, for me, getting a job at Disney was huge, right? Like I, I didn't have anybody who in my family who had kind of a career like that. At the time, I wasn't um, as sure of myself as an engineer that I was even qualified for it. But you also have the outside perception too, right? Like I've got to work on some really, really fascinating technologies. I got to work with all of the magic bands at Disney and stuff like that before they came out. Like I said, I got to work on the cable video streaming, stuff like that. I've co-authored a book. I organized a really large conference. So there's, it, it all depends on who's framing the top moment. It does. But, but for you in your own career, what, what do you feel is the one thing? If you could pick anything, what would it be that you feel the most proud of? Probably the conference that I organized. I think that really, for me, took the shift of not just what I contribute technologically to um, the IT community, but from an education perspective and things like that. And Eric, can you tell us what excites you about the future of the industry and careers in IT? I think in general that it's fascinating that this continues to evolve. So just as sort of I talked about all of the the areas that I've worked in tech, you know, 10 years from now, there'll be a hundred new ones. So I think that that's super fascinating. I also love that a lot of people feel like in order to move up the ladder, you need to go into management. And I think that as the IT field has gotten bigger and bigger, we're starting to things where you can stay an individual contributor and still climb a ladder. And that's really exciting because managing people and engineering are two separate skills and you can cross between them. But just because you're a good engineer doesn't mean you want to be or you are, would be a good manager either. So this whole evolving the roles up to leads to management, I always thought was crazy. But <laughs> yes, I think that that's... Um certainly um a view that i've heard a few times recently actually that there has been up till recently a perception that to be able to progress your career you need to move into management but i think now that there's more diversity and ability and opportunity to as you say follow a more technical and and maybe individual role or direction as opposed to having to necessarily go into a management or leadership role right and sometimes leadership is just technical right it's just technical leadership but you're not you're not responsible for the HR aspects of managing people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I had never considered a career. It was just something I did as a hobby. And then one time I got offered money to do stuff freelance. And I was like, wait, what? I can get paid to do this. <laughs> and so that's what I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what is the best career advice you've ever received? I would venture to say that might be never turn down an interview. And that's not to say that you should always be willing to jump. But I think sometimes we get a little comfortable some people I've interviewed with, I never took the position, but they ended up being good employers for people that I, in my circles, you know, that were looking for jobs and have become friends over the years too. And connections are everything. I don't think I've formally applied for a job in a number of years. It's usually somebody from the team reaching out to me, a coworker saying, hey, we have this open position. 
And in fact, I prefer to find jobs that way now over just being cold contacted. So increasing your network through whichever way that I guess the interview thing really led to the real answer is just, you know, increase your network every way you can conferences. You can watch the videos, but it, it doesn't come close to getting to communicate and build friendships, you know, and as you sort of move out and move on to new things, you sort of get this network of people who end up working for the tech world becomes very small at that point. Yes. You're quite right. I think, I think uh, from my own experience, I've seen that as well, that, that once you sort of, you almost grow into a particular network and the same people exist, they all know each other. Um, so it can be quite a small world. Yeah. What is the worst career advice you've ever received? I guess that that one would probably be that you 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 need to go into management if you want to be successful. I think we've just discussed that. So yes, yeah, yeah. very true. Yes. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? That one would be fun because a lot of this, the learning materials that exist now did not exist back then. But I think the key thing is I probably would have had a lot more confidence in in myself. I think because of the way I came into tech, I was pretty unsure of myself. So I wouldn't let myself, you know, opportunities would present themselves and I would think, ah, oh, I'm not I'm not qualified for that. Right. I mean, would you sort of follow the sort of path you already have, though, in, t- in terms of sort of coding and programming or would you do something different? I think I actually would do coding. If it wasn't coding, it would be offensive security stuff. And what what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Uh, so career objectives are actually really hard for me. I focus on teaching now and things like that. But my whole career, I feel like, has been based on um, you know a door cracking open and I'm like peeking in, like, what's going on in here? Oh, this is cool. Can I hang out with you? <laughs> right. Um, and so I think that that's actually good, right? You don't you don't have to know exactly what you want to do from five years from now. The technology you maybe get excited about. Five years ago, Kubernetes didn't exist, right? And now that's the primary thing I work on. So I think it's mainly just being aware of what's around. And yeah, so you keep, you keep yourself um, aware of opportunities and maybe different technologies and so forth, and looking for trends. Without a doubt, I play with new new programming languages people have never heard of before, and yeah. You know. I suppose you never know what the next thing will be, do you? Yeah, and sometimes it happens even when you're like, "Oh, I love this thing," but you don't predict that it's going to be as huge as it becomes, right? And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I'd say creative problem solving you can go a long way with that. And once you sort of recognize this, and the interesting thing is you find CEOs have this too. You're not afraid of failure because you're, you know that at the end of the day, you can figure out a solution. So I think sometimes tech can be that way too, where we're too scared to touch something we think is too big for us. It's nice when we recognize it's just code and I can figure it out. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I love and hate just getting nerd sniped by other people (laughs) where, you know, people who work in different areas of tech than me or playing with other projects than me or talking about it. I'm like, Ooh, what's this? Tell me everything. And that becomes really, really exciting. And I love teaching. It gets really exciting to hear the other, the stuff other people are building and helping them solve, solve problems in ways that they may have not have thought of. 
So do you feel that sort of um, fuels your own motivation and inspires you? Yeah, I think so. Because the thing I've noticed over my career is you may get a completely greenfield project. And for the first so many months of that, it's all exciting and new territory. But then it becomes you're just working on the same thing and you're kind of buttoning it up, right? So hearing about all of the things other people are working on can get you excited about new possibilities. Yes. Yeah. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, so I have kids, so I do whatever it is that they want me to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, um, but no, I, I, I play the guitar. I Probably about six months ago, I decided, hey, I'd really like to learn to sing too. So I started, started taking vocal lessons. So mostly music stuff now because it feels like the older you get, the less time you have for hobbies. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Um, Eric, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career and Agile audience? I think I'd go back to kind of how I joke about how I've managed to evolve, you know, with this sort of door cracking open thing is don't get too hung up on deciding what the end thing you want to work on is, especially in the beginning, everything is building foundation, everything, and everything that comes after that becomes easier to learn. And you may not be doing the same exact part of IT for the next 20 years, but that thing is going to introduce you to other areas of technology or people. And that's where you start getting interested. It's sort of like, you know, as a web developer, I started as a web developer, but I got to talk with a lot of the software engineering team and we had lunches together and it's like, wow, that sounds really exciting. I want to do that. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Twitter is the social media I use the most, and that's just my name with no punctuation all jammed together, Eric St. Martin. You can email me at eric at eric.dev because I had to buy it when .dev was released. Send send me uh, an email just to make that extra early release price worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Uh, Thanks for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Now, if you thought about being a guest on the show yourself, or you have somebody in mind that might be a good guest, please do let me know. You can reach me on Twitter, where I'm at Phil Tech Career, or you can find me on LinkedIn, or you can even contact me through the website, which is itcareerenergizer.com. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.